Pushkin. You can find inspiring stories almost anywhere. For instance, check out the co-founders of Girls Who Do Interiors. This Miami-based design company was started by three friends when they were still in school. And right from the start, they turned to Chase for Business for everything from banking and payment acceptance to credit cards. And they handle them all in one place with the Chase mobile app. It's so important to have that kind of help when you're just starting out. Learn more at chaseforbusiness.com. Make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, N.A. member FDIC. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. Tractor Supply trusts 5G solutions from T-Mobile. Together, they're connecting over 2,200 stores with 5G business internet and powering AI so team members can match shoppers with the products they need faster. This is enriching customer experience. This is Tractor Supply with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. Last spring, my friend Stephanie and I had a chance to travel to Rome as part of her research trip. And as usual when I travel, we stayed at an amazing Airbnb. It was the perfect spot to check out the sights and just relax. But what was happening to my house while I was away? Did you know that while you're away, your home could be an Airbnb? Most people don't think about their space as an Airbnb, but hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey everyone, welcome to Talk Easy, a weekly podcast of intimate interviews with the people shaping our culture today. I'm Sam Fragoso. Thank you for tuning in. I suspect for many this is the first episode of the show you have listened to, and that's because this week we have on comedian Eric Andre. Andre is the host of his own show on Adult Swim called, conveniently, The Eric Andre Show, a bizarre, utterly surreal take on late night television. It's at once brilliant, maddening and incredibly, incredibly stupid. Which is to say, it's really hard not to double over with laughter, at least for me, within any given episode. I found actually a pretty good description of the show from a profile Grantland did of Eric. They wrote, The Eric Andre show is part late-night talk show, part candid camera show, part buddy comedy, and part old-school public access program. That seems about right. At heart, Andre is a prank and shock humorist. Growing up in the bowels of Boca Raton, Florida, which he frequently calls boring as hell, he saw no other option than to pivot to something exciting, unpredictable. The result is this unique style of jazz comedy he's created for himself. It's manic and crazy, completely untamable. Unassuming guests like T-Pain and Lauren Conrad come on the Eric Andre show only to walk out because... Eric throws up on the desk and then eats his own throw-up. This is a real thing that has happened. I mention all this because what follows here is, hands down, the most unusual interview I've ever been a part of. To be honest, I still think it's kind of a train wreck of a conversation. It was a long day, Eric was coming off a full day of interviews, and we seemed to keep missing each other. 
but of course that kind of just enhanced the weirdness of it all, something Eric likes to live in both in his comedy and on his own show. He seemed to oscillate back and forth between being incredibly personal and completely emotionally removed, more interested in asking me questions than answering the ones I had for him. By minute five, we were both lying down on our respective couches, talking about his obsession with the work he does, the difficulty of sustained monogamy, and how he managed to make it through his darker days as a stand-up comic in New York City. We recorded this on Monday, and I've spent the last two days completely consumed by whatever the hell this was. I'm still genuinely not sure what to make of it. It was uncomfortable and beautiful, surreal and yet completely grounding. In fact, with some distance, uh, and again, it's only been a couple days of distance, but it's kind of reminiscent of watching an episode of his show. And uh, so I guess take that for what it's worth. So finally, here is Eric Andre. You know, you, there's a quote of you saying that um, you're uncomfortable in most situations. Mm. Is that still? I don't think that's true. Is this like a moment in time where you said that? It was in the past. Let's say in the present moment. You're in, You're a new man now? I'm a new man. Mm-hmm. I read uh, two chapters of an Eckhart Tolle book. <laughs> I no longer believe in the past. You only need two chapters. You only need two chapters. You only need two chapters. Do you think that's at all accurate, though? What? Like, it's a fair description of, of you. What? Like, trying to give a damn. You give it an effort, but... Trying yeah. to give a damn. Let it give a damn. Let us give a damn. Let us give a damn. You gonna yeah. You're going to give me a non-answer? I think that's... A, no, it's accurate. It's accurate. Whatever you want. You're very adversarial. No. You're very combative. No. You're pissed off. You're a cynic. No. You're jaded. Are you a cynic? No. No. I'm a philanthropist. You, 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 uh. You gotta go to therapy. You do. It's I know. so important. You, when, when you started going a few years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, you gotta go to therapy. No, no, I went. I and you left? I just, it was too much money. I mean, at a certain point. Go to, um, the student therapist. The student therapist? Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you feel better after doing it? I feel, I feel amazing. I feel great. You're talking right into that thing. I feel so fucking good. Oh my god, I'm getting a fucking squirt! <laughs> 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 Ask me anything, man. Okay. Ask me a real question. Well, uh, okay, let's give a real I question. want a real question uh, and a real man in my life. Okay. What was the moment that you realized that this was a thing... You had to do, and not only had to do, but like, oh, I'm good at this. Was it the moment Chris Rock flew out and was on the show? That helped. Um, I don't know. This is the first time someone's actually been on a couch lo- lounging like this, like ronotherapy. Like a lounge lizard. Where, Where are you from? Chicago. Nice. Yeah. You look like Aphex Twin. You ever get that? I get a lot of things. Come to daddy. Come to daddy. Come to daddy. Do you want to go over the moment Chris Rock came on the show? Yeah, man. That was a moment. Because I'm such a Chris uh, Chris Rock idol. Chris Rock's my idol. That's what I meant to say. Mm. I'm a big fan of his. I grew up listening to his comedy. And when he called and asked if he could be on my show, I was beside myself. Chris Rock. Hey, I didn't say cut because it was bad. Huh? I said cut because it was amazing. Oh, thank you, Chris. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Woo-hoo! 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 Woo-
then uh, what was the other part of the question? No, that was the whole. Qu- it was. It was like, when did you feel like this was a good thing for you to do? I felt like it was a good thing for me to do right from the beginning. I mean, when, what else am I going to do? When you're in New York? Yeah, no. When I sold the show to Adult Swim, I was like, this is this is like the opportunity uh, of a lifetime. Right. But you had what a decade plus of um, doing stand up in New York City and doing all that. Yeah, it was under a decade. It was like eight years. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what else am I going to do? I was like on unemployment when I sold the show. Really? Yeah. I was was the stand-up not going well? No, not really. Not well enough to like have a job. Right. <laughs> or like book consistent work. Yeah. I got to be on TV if people are going to pay money for a ticket to see you. You know what I mean? TV or a movie. Very few comics can just make a living not being on TV at all. Having no television presence and making... A, a decent living right i'm also not a road dog i don't want to just like live on the road you're not no homebody no just like not a road comic it's like very um kind of lonely on the road and just uh exhausting did you ever get discouraged in doing like eight years of stand-up yeah yeah i did i was miserable i was fucking miserable <laughs> but you finished it like you got through it and but i mean did you consider dipping out and doing something else Mm, no, I thought about it, but I didn't want to dip out. I had like I put all my put my all my eggs in one uterus. How many interviews have you done? Hundreds. Really? Probably one hundred and fifty, two hundred. Yeah. How many? Um, uh, who'd you interview? Who, who do you want? It was like I don't know. Don, <laughs> che- do Don, Don, Don Cheadle came on. Don Cheadle came on the interview? show. I don't know Woody Allen. You did? Yeah. Were you nervous? No. Who made you nervous? Don Cheadle. No, Don Cheadle's really nice. Who made you nervous? I I don't know if anyone it, Werner Herzog made me nervous a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what was the what was the worst interview? Haven't you had unpleasant guests on the show? Yeah, but that's I mean that's kind of the point of the show, right? Did, were you, are you ever afraid to to bother them to make them uncomfortable? I mean that's that is the crux of what you're doing. Yeah. Do you feel any amount of guilt when it like goes to, you know, terribly? Yeah, I do. But the comedy outweighs the guilt. Oh. Sometimes I guess it's case by case. How was Woody Allen? Woody Allen was good. He's tiny. Did you ask him? Were you like, dude? Did you jerk off your ex kids? <laughs> That's what I would ask them. Um, have, have you tried booking dark. him on the show? Uh, no. Why bother? <laughs> He's not going to fucking say yes. He's an isolationist. Are, are you? No, I'm a collaborator. Caramujos, Caraballo, Donkashe. How was Herzog? Werner Herzog is great. He's he speaks in uh in in quotes. <laughs> He's speaking. I love him. In like life life-altering phrases okay people have that have come on the show who uh i'm not gonna ask you like who responded the worst but who were you most intimidated by or or nervous by intimidated by chris rock even though he called you saying like hey i love my fucking idol you know like i think he's one of the most brilliant comedic minds of all time (sighs) you know what i mean I do. Yeah, I've seen all of his stand-ups. So he's the best. What are you going to do? Where do you see yourself in five years? Where do I see myself in five years? Yeah. I'll answer that if you answer that. Dead. No. Really? You know uh, Elliot Smith? Okay, yeah. Did you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> so in five years, what are you doing in five years? It's your part of the bargain. you got to hold up. Um... I think I'll still be interviewing you. I think it would be <laughs> <laughs> well, it's one it's one long interview. <laughs> right, I'm glad you liked that joke. That was good. Thanks. Uh do you know there is a, there like those theories out there about the show that like you're 
kind of in the five year where like you're stuck in purgatory. Yeah. Do you buy that? Do you, what, that we're stuck in purgatory? Yeah, like, do you think that's like a good, is that a fair description of the show? Oh yeah. I think there's like a purgatory. Was that intentional when you were making it? Not so like we need to set out and make the show about being in purgatory. But it just had like, I think that came out. It was a, uh, ingredient that came into the fold organically. I want to get taxidermied. I saw my teeth in the fangs. I put coyote eyes in my eye sockets. I'd be mounted like this at the Smithsonian Museum with a little plaque that says, a talk show host. Why the Smithsonian? Because I figure after World War III, there won't be too many talk shows, yo. How much of your comedy, no, actually, how much of both your comedy and your life is fueled by your complete boredom with it? I think the, er, uh, yeah, I came up with the idea of the show almost 10 years ago, so I think, like, in those days, yeah. And, and growing up in Florida, being very bored. I think. Boca Raton. Boca Raton. I don't know anything about Boca Raton, but it seems like the place where, Sucks. S- where like, Seinfeld's parents lived. Yeah, exactly. Right? Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what it seemed like to me. Yeah. And was there any, any good memories, any good things that happened there? Yeah, I fucking got out of there. Alive. <laughs> I escaped the fucking clutches of George Zimmerman. Were the kids racist there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So racist. What did they say to you in high school? The N-word. There's something more than that, though. You want me to start quoting all the racist shit I heard my whole life? No, I want... It's, Take a fucking interview in the bummer direction. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't want to hear all that, but I do... Is Take it, the interview in a bummer direction. <laughs> is there a moment in Boca Raton where you know you have to leave... But like, give me something that happened there that was particular. You remember now, like a childhood memory that I, I have very vivid memories of childhood where like someone was a piece of shit to me. Where are you from, Algonquin? Chicago. Aurora? No. Chicago proper? Yeah. Where in Chicago? Uh, you know where Midway Airport is? Uh, I've been there. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. You're out by the airport. Yeah. What part of town is that? Piper's South. Alley? South. Yeah. So. Yeah. What was the question? Uh, a moment in childhood where you were just wasn't good that you still remember now and you can't get it out of your head. Uh, I got arrested at the Method Man show. He's nuts. Yeah, he's a crazy dude. Yeah. But what did you do at the show? This is in high school? Yeah, I was smoking pot with my girlfriend. She was driving back from the show like 110 miles per hour like a fucking ding dong. <laughs> I mean that's that's pretty fast, yeah. It was fast acting, and they pulled you over, and they it said, was fab boo. The cop pulled me over. He goes, "This is fabulous," and they didn't give you a ticket. No, I had to go to court. Oh fuck, yeah. And you pled, no, I wasn't going 110. Uh, I went to court for possession. She got the speeding ticket. She was driving. Oh, did anything happen as a result of that? Like, did you have to? Yeah, I had to do like community. Ser- no, not community service. I had to do some like don't do drugs cl- class. Right, it was easy. That wasn't gonna stick though. Was gonna stick. Those never. Those never stick. They don't stick. No, there's nothing wrong with doing drugs. It's fucking ridiculous. Just a way to arrest black people and Latino people and parole. And then and patrol black neighborhoods. The war on drugs is bullshit, and it only helps the DEA and drug cartels. So should they all be legal? 
Yeah, absolutely. And then what you they're all legal in Portugal. And should we do everything that Portugal does? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, 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 mm-hmm. that the rule? that's the moral <laughs> of the story. Uh, what happens after high school? You go to college, right? And you put on fake shows that, mm-hmm. as if Weezer was playing and yeah. Destiny's Child and all that. Mm-hmm. That's I can see you doing that. Yeah, I can see you being in your dorm, bored as shit. Mm-hmm. Definitely, like took a couple hits from a bong, and then you thought of that idea. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? I think so. I didn't smoke too much weed in college. No? Occasionally. When did you start smoking more? I never really smoked that much. Uh, I smoked the most in high school, but it's not my drug. It makes me a little bit like antisocial. Uh, what's your drug? I like uh, ecstasy, acid. I like mushrooms. Mm. I love your quote about mushrooms. What is it? That... Don't do mushrooms unless you're okay with crying in front of the people you're doing yeah. mushrooms with. It's yeah. it's it's so incredibly accurate. Yeah. You really need to feel that, be able to feel that vulnerable mm-hmm. in front of someone. In college, when you're putting on those shows, did you just never give a shit that people would be mad that Destiny Childs wasn't wasn't playing? No, I um, that's kind of what I wanted. Not them to be mad, but like, you know, it's a joke. Right. But some, I'm sure they like, Confusion as well. Is I think that's the thing, right? Confusion is, is it is it constantly somewhere. to elicit confusion? Yeah. Why is that? There's just something funny about confusion. But, Seeing but the wheels you're start. not confused. That's is that the funny part? Is that you're in the point where you're not confused and the other person is? Yeah, I think so. It's kind of like you're looking from atop a mountain down at like these peasants and that you're, I don't know. I mean, I was a 19 year old living in a dorm. I don't know if I was like on top of a mountain <laughs> looking down at peasants. That's a little bit fucking extreme. <laughs> that I was like looking at people like they're feudal serfs. <laughs> 19 year old eating fucking chickpeas for dinner you, every night. You bourgeois motherfucker. <laughs> You describe me like I'm fucking Marie Antoinette. No, but you know what I mean? Like you have all the, you're holding all the cards in this situation. In the situation where you put on a fake show at the cafeteria? That, but also a lot of your comedy, right? It's like you... Prank-based stuff? Yeah, you you know where it's going. Or rather, you may yeah, not know... You I don't, should. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it'd be pretty fucking hard to produce if I didn't know where it was going. It's true. But I'm sure it hasn't been good stuff where you didn't know where it was going and it happened on Yeah, no, absolutely. That happens right. all the whole time too, yeah. But what I'm saying is, like, is it funny because you're not confused and they are? I don't know. I don't know why it's funny. I don't know. I think it's case by case, joke by joke. That's true. It depends. It's okay. hard to make a blanket statement about every joke in the show. I think the most entertaining thing is just seeing people shocked. Just yeah. complete bewilderment. Yeah. And you thrive off that. Yeah. More than most. I mean, some comedians don't dabble in that at all. Yeah. Do you cut your nose? Um, I, 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 was, um, I drank too much. And you hurt yourself? Yeah. With what? A fork? No, I just fell into a chair. Did you? Yeah. I was, I was giving someone a hug and then... You were wasted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was this the other night? Was this last night? This was like four nights ago. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I could have given you a fake answer, but... Uh, <laughs> Is that the real answer? No, it's the real answer, yeah. I was giving someone a hug. <laughs> and fell. I, and I like, but I, I gave him like a hard hug and then I hit my nose against the metal chair. Jeez. Yeah. What were you drinking? Uh, it was a mix of... Man, hi, mom. Um, uh, vodka. Does your mom listen to all the shows? I think she listens to a lot of them. I hope. Nice. Yeah, vodka, rum. It, it, it's never vodka good to... Vodka and rum mixed it, together? Well, not the same drink, but like different stages you of the night. You were drinking all a bunch of stuff. 
Yeah. You fucking wiped out. Yeah. Did you really, were you bleeding a lot? No, I wasn't bleeding. It was just like a clear bruise that uh, now you're noticing on the show. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's tight. How often are you doing drugs where it results in you getting hurt or just like... How often am I doing drugs where it results in me getting hurt? Yeah, like you stumbling or you just... I feel like I, I hurt myself more in sobriety. Really? Yeah. Like are you a clumsy person? No, I don't think so. You asked me, how do I hurt myself when I'm fucked up? Well, actually, I guess both. I'm interested in both. Yeah. How do I hurt myself Well, I asked you when I do hurt myself Yeah. when I'm sober or fucked up? Is uh-huh. the question? Multiple ways. But then you asked if I'm clumsy, but you didn't ask me how often I hurt myself. So you should have asked, how often do I hurt myself? And then if that number was a high number, then you could have asked if I was clumsy. But just because somebody hurts themselves doesn't necessarily make them clumsy. That's Unless true. they hurt themselves all the time. Uh-huh. That's the key information. You were missing... You were like, asking about the quality, not the quantity. Right, it's true. You just so you dissected the We can't put the cart before the horse. We got to answer these questions one at a time. I like that. Okay, I think that's so, what I think that's the most important thing we got okay. out of this interview. So, so, what's the frequency in which you're stumbling around? I can I, I actually don't know. I think I hurt myself on purpose more often than I hurt myself unintentionally. Okay, and so the natural question is, how do you hurt yourself on purpose? <laughs> I jerk off with a Freddy Krueger glove. Yeah, I knew that though. I mean, like, let's 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 get to the bottom of it. <laughs> <laughs> let's get down to brass tacks here, baby. <laughs> Your mom is Paula Dean. Who said that? That's what it says in my notes. They must have missed the point. No, oh, I don't know. Who told you that? I mean, it's a typo. I don't know, dude. Paula Dean, Paula D, Paula D, Paulie D. It's fantastic. Huh? All right, what else? Okay. Let's talk about, um, what, atheism? You want to do that? Sure. Well, how are you feeling today? Are you agnostic or atheist? Mm, get varied, somewhere right? in between. Okay. And that depends on mood? Mm, yeah, I don't know. Atheist agnostic. Atheist agnostic? Yeah, I don't believe in God, but... It's possible. Who knows? Yeah, it's like a who knows. Uh, I mean, I, I don't believe in God, but who knows if I'm right. Is that right. how I feel? When did that... When did you start believing that, or like come to that conclusion? I think my whole life, really, as a kid. Yeah, your family wasn't religious, or not at all. And, and as a kid, nothing ever like. I got to be a Christian now. I didn't. No, say. my parents are not religious. Yeah, and my mom's a Jew, so she was definitely not shoving Jesus mm. down my throat. Mm. And my dad's not religious. Mm. But it wasn't like a rejection of religion. I just it just wasn't even. It just didn't seem natural. It right. felt like as realistic as Santa Claus or Easter Bunny. And even now, it doesn't feel like a, nat- a natural possibility. No, I've tried. I was Rastafarian for four months in ninth grade. Really? I gave it a shot. And just didn't what feel was that natural. like? It was hard yeah. and like confusing. Well, you're also and it didn't make any sense. Everything's confusing in ninth grade, though. Like you're what? That's freshman. Yeah, freshman in high school. What were you like as a freshman in high school? Mm, chill AF. Yeah. No, I don't know. I look like Steve Urkel with green dreadlocks. Green? Mm-hmm. Why green? Rastafarian, is that like... Oh, it's part of the Rastafarian <laughs> religion. Do you think there's anything um, that the meditation you do and atheism are like entwined in some way? Mm, the meditation is to like, calm my central nervous system. The atheism is just how I kind of feel and view existence mm. are you an anxious person mm, 
I used to be more anxious. Back when you were doing stand-up? Yeah. It sounds like things were not good then. No. The 20s are hard. Yeah. I think people idolize their 20s, but it seems like the hardest decade. Because you're trying to figure out what the fuck we're supposed to be doing with our lives? Yeah. But you had encouragement back then, right? I mean, you were, people would laugh at some jokes you made. Yeah. What were your jokes about back then? Hmm. Butt sex. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell your body language. What do you think it is? I don't know. I can't. It's you funny seem to be upset about something. I no, Eric. You know what? Out. You know what's funny. I, I, I actually feel the same way about you. I am usually really good at telling body language. Yeah. And you're. It seems like something's off today, though. With you, I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I did this interview, and I thought this was going to be a big opportunity for me, but I feel like <laughs> I'm coming up against some hostility or something. No, with you. I can't figure out. You think I want you, you to let your guard down and okay. just be allow yourself to be vulnerable. <laughs> All right. Genuinely, genuinely vulnerable. Okay. If, if would that help? Ask me something. Um, what's your deepest, darkest secret? Are you going to give this to me too? If I if I say this, okay. You want to you want a real answer? Yeah. Not like a bullshit. Like not it's, a bullshit on a po- it's on a podcast answer. Not a bullshit answer. Yeah. Okay. Right now, I'm 21. Yeah. Okay. The the, the most frightening thing is that. Uh, I'm convinced long-term relationships don't work. Uh-huh. Like I think I, I I've never seen them work out before. Maybe yeah. that's a stock answer, but no, um, I, I, I agree with that. That they don't work out. I don't think they do. They've never worked out for you. Have they ever worked out for you? I have a lot less years than you. Though. Not a lot less, but like, how old are you? Thirty-three. Yeah, twelve. Twelve less years. Yeah, and that freak. Cause I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to be alone. That sound. That sounds shitty. Yeah. Like I like being alone. It's nice. Yeah. But it's, I don't know. At a certain point, you don't want to die alone. No, but I'm. But I'm convinced. Even if I do find someone, I'm just gonna find a reason not to be with them. And why? Like for what? That's a cynical outlook. I know. And it's bullshit. Why are you so jaded? At twenty one, that jaded. I don't know. I'm gonna wait at least a decade. I for think that. when you. What happened? To I, I, I got like. Do you know. have trauma? From your childhood? I don't know about trauma. I had a great childhood, but I don't know if it helps that I've had like three or four dads. You've had three or four dads? I mean, just like, and it's fine. That's the thing, though. It's totally fine, right? Because adults, like my mom shouldn't have been, I'm really giving this to you here. Yeah, go for it. My mom shouldn't have been with someone to be with someone. Like, you should be with someone to be happy. And, oh, and, yeah. And, and if, and so if maybe really, that's where you're pulling that from. Yeah, I, I think that's where I'm, that's what the Did therapy Did you ever was. see uh, the Dan Savage video on why monogamy is ridiculous? No, I never saw that. You should look that up. Yeah? Yeah, it'll kind of explain everything. Why do you not think it's possible? I don't think it's impossible. I just think it's, uh, I, I don't think human beings have a realistic attitude about sexual exclusivity. I think there's a lot of pressure to be effortlessly monogamous but it's not necessarily realistic for decades on end right. to be effortlessly monogamous. And I think there's a lot of confusion around what a perfect relationship is supposed to be. Plus, yeah, people never really lived that long. We didn't evolve to be in right. long-term <laughs> isn't sexually that, Isn't that crazy to think about? People were just dying at 40. We're like, dying. All right, it's time to go. Like, if you got yeah. 45, you're old. So I think it's a realistic fear to have. Why have they not worked out with you, though? 
Like you've you've you have you done have you tried to do a monogamous relationship? Yeah. And it's like I'm too obsessed with work. Huh. I just don't think it's what I want right now. But I do want you to keep accept telling- the I want to accept the impermanence of all things and I'm open to huh. I'm open to them. I just uh I'm just obsessed with work right now. Has that always been the case? Yeah, I think so. But I mean the thing is, what freaks me out is like that's my rationale always. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's like, oh, yeah, I want you in my life, but like after I've done this, this, and this, and this. Yeah. At what gotta, point? You know, you gotta. But is there? Is it? It becomes a crutch at some point, doesn't it? Am I? Just, I don't know. I think you gotta take it one day at a time and analyze oh. the present moment. I don't think you can make a future prediction about the rest of your life. Oh. And you just gotta. It has to be like, love should be organic. If you meet somebody that you're in love with, you should follow that and see where it goes. Have you had that before? I fall in love too easily. I fall in, in love, love too easily. easily. I fall in love too fast. So simple. Yeah, it's a Chet Baker song. Chet Baker didn't have any of his teeth. No, no, he did have his teeth. His right, teeth got knocked gone. out. No, he got knocked out because he was trying to buy heroin. They got knocked out, though. They got knocked out, the, like, toward the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah they were gone. Yeah. gone. Yeah. Mm, poor guy. Poor Chet Baker is really tortured. Are you a nostalgic person? Yeah. Really? That's so strange, because you're talking about how we shouldn't we take things day by day. At, like, no, you're right. I'm no longer nostalgic. Just like that? Just like that. It's no longer true. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel, come out. Uh, what's up? Nothing. How you doing? Shh. I'm eating fish and chips as much as possible. Excellent. Excellent. In England, they're, uh... Jimmy, I'm talking right now. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you, know, you ever take some, after you take a poo, you take some of the turds out of the toilet with chopsticks and you try to put them back inside your body just in case you missed out on any nutrients? What the f*** are you talking about, man? It makes perfect sense, man. Shut the f*** up asshole <laughs> boom Kimmel I am killing it you're on the show this is a show you get to meet me mm-hmm. look at me at what point do you think work won't be your whole life or it won't be the thing that you like oh this is the weirdest interview I've ever done in my life really yeah good that's good yeah I've had that before someone has said that before yeah yeah I love you what'd you say I love you I love you you love me yeah a little fast. You really not do fast. fall in love. Not like, fast enough. <laughs> You're right. We're at like minute 33. This should have happened minute three, man. Yeah, yeah, Should have happened like that. Mom, we keep asking some questions? Who do you get that you look like? Um, I've I've gotten that. I've gotten, I have a you coat. You got an Apex twin before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've gotten, um, <laughs> like, really? I've got, I have a coat that I look, I like Kylo Ren a little bit. Like, yeah, Adam I see Gr- that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You look like the um, younger kid in Dazed and Confused. I forget his name. Yes. Yep. Uh huh. I get that a, a David lot. David Grohl. David Grohl, not really. Um, okay. Bud Bundy from Married with Children. Yeah. What do you, do? What do people say you look like? Ho- I get Hoda Kotb, <laughs> M- Macy Gray, Steve Urkel, Sandra Bernhardt. You got Steve Martin at one time too, right? No. No. Andy Samberg, Ray Allen, yeah, <laughs> the and, and Beyonce twins. Yeah, I say the Ray Allen, Andy Samberg is a good. All right, let me ask you this: 
Do you think you'll ever talk make? To me. Talk you think, to me, you, you silly little freak. Okay, am I a freak? What's your name again? Sam. Sam, that's my middle name. Really? Mm-hmm. My middle name's Sebastian. 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 Do you think you'll ever make something as enduring as and and great as donuts? <laughs> Probably. Really? Is that the dream? Is that the goal to make donuts? To make something as great. It's like. I've I've I continue to re-listen to that. I didn't even. Oh, know- I thought you were talking about the food. No, man, I'm talking about Dilla. Jay Dilla. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you really thought? You really thought? Yeah, you're gonna. You thought I was actually asking you? Hey, really are you did. gonna make something as great as donuts? The I really food? fucking did. I'm fucking panicking. Okay, don't panic, Eric. Really? Though. You had that many interviews at 21. Yeah. When did you start interviewing people? At what age? 19. Really? Mm-hmm. So you're still in college. No, I left. You dropped out? Yeah. Why? I mean, Where were you going to school? Uh, SF State. Oh, it's a great school, right? It was okay. Yeah, but was, you didn't like it? I didn't like it, no. You wanted to work? I wanted to do this. I wanted to have Eric Andre on the show. What's up, baby boy? I'm an open book. So, do you think you... you is that the dream or like goal as an artist? To make something... Like, Jay Dilla's shit is in the Smithsonian. Is it? Yeah, his like his beat maker, whatever the hell it is, they put it in the Smithsonian. I love that guy. R.I.P. You want some of your coffee? I'm tired, man. I know. You were tired the moment we sat down. Press wipes you out. What? Just tell me what's going the on. Zika virus. You do? I'm patient fucking zero, <laughs> baby. Sound selector, sound selector, slow it down, baby. <laughs> Sebastian. Sam Schorf and Sebastian. I've heard that. I've heard Bastion. It's Samuel Sebastian, yeah. Samuel Sebastian. My middle name's Samuel. Sebastian. I'm changing my middle name to America. So I'm Eric America Andre. And then I'm going to change my last name because mm-hmm. it is my slave name. Okay. What are you what is this going on? My podcast. www this and www.that. <laughs> it's called Talk Easy. Hey, do you know Squirt TV? No. That guy started a very young, fourteen-year-old really? show host. Really? Is there a moment? Do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to give uh, m- more good answers? You've given nothing but gold so far. Give me a good question. Let's oh. start the interview. Okay, let's do it. Ready? Here's a question for you. Yeah. Uh, Eric Andre's show versus some of the other things you do, like toggling back and forth between the surreal world you create with that show and more. I would say, I think we can agree, like, mainstream stuff. Is that by design, or is that just because... Because the show is so insane. I wanted to show that I could do more conservative stuff. Well, in the beginning, it was money. And then I was like, I should prove that I can do more and conservative you totally, you, stuff. You totally can. But now I, I wouldn't do that anymore. Right. I think it kind of mixes the message. You know what I think is the best combination of you and something somewhat mainstream is man seeking woman. Yeah, I'd say that. Right? Like it's it's. I know, man, I just got into that show. Thanks. It's really not because of you. I mean, never <laughs> <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> Suck my fucking dick, nah, bitch. I'm gonna pass, but is I mean. You'll pass. Oh, like you're too good to suck a fucking dick. Just yours. Homophobe. <laughs> oh, so it's just my dick. <laughs> Racist. I'm going to assume that's racist. Yeah. Would you suck Wesley Slam's dick? No, I don't know where that's been. That's been a lot of places. He went to jail. What man. dick would you suck? 
I, I think... You're a fucking homophobic yeah, piece of shit, right. dude. Welcome to the 21st century, asshole. Yeah. Why don't you fucking vote for Robert E. Lee? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you and Fred Phelps go to fucking hell? Hey, what's up with you always taking your dick out? What's up with you fucking flapping your fucking pussy lips under the microphone? <laughs> <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, he's in movies. Seth Rogen. Your dick is hanging out. Yeah, oh, all right. Yeah. Ooh, XYZ, examine your zipper. Okay. So, but really, though, like, what is there, is there a, a, a reason behind constantly pulling your dick out? Mm. Um, yeah, I'm a fucking predator. Come on. Come on. I'm a fucking animal pig. We know all this. This is not new info. I might as well be on all fours eating out of a fucking trough right now. I'm a disgusting pig. I don't know if anyone would like that. I don't. I, I don't know what the ratings would be like on that show. They'd be fucking tight, bro. Are you cool? With you? Just in general. I don't know. I think that you know how you go back and forth between agnostic and atheist on like a day-to-day basis i think i go back and forth thinking sometimes i'm kind of cool and then other days i'm like oh man what about you sometimes i'm like oh yeah baby wait how did you um how did you get uh you know what you know what's crazy is that like i know you want to actually talk about that i think there's a party that wants to actually ask me that yeah how did you how did you meet him can we talk about that? What do you mean a part of me? All of me want to. I, I'm I, asking you right now. I know, man, but I, I'm. <laughs> what do you mean? What are you, what are you tiptoeing around for? Tell me. I emailed his publicist. That was it. I emailed him. All you have to do him. is email his publicist, and he's like, yep, no problem. He, well, I, I said it was, for, it was for Vice initially. And it, that was a lie. No, no, it was. It Vice, was for Vice. Vice wanted it. And then, do you want to. God, you're really getting this. Yeah. Can we talk about this after? No, just tell me. This is totally. You, know, you this, can edit it. Is this live? No, but I mean, Cut it out. Know, but okay, all right. Just tell me. All right, so here's here's what happened. Yeah, Gina, this this doesn't count as the five minutes. Hold on, no. <laughs> God, God. Tell me. Okay, I'm gonna ask you one last question. Okay, one last question. And I'll tell you. All right. Okay, sounds good. All right. Genuinely. Genuinely. On a day to day basis. Yes. Are you good with this? With this interview? No. Are you am ha- I happy in general? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I am. But not, don't give me in like a, yeah, I like. No, I really, I, I. Happier than you were when you're doing stand up. Absolutely. You 100%. seem, you're in a better place. Much better place. Okay. Yeah. How about you, man? Are you good? After this? Yeah. I think I'm great after this. Yeah, this has been fun. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming on, Eric. Thanks for having me. Of course. Hey, so what about Woody Allen? <laughs> All right. Uh, well, there it is. A special thanks to Gina, Nick, and the good people at Adult Swim for making this one happen. Season 4 of The Eric Andre Show will be out soon on a television near you this summer. And, of course, uh, a big thanks to Eric for coming on Talk Easy to do whatever uh, that was. It, it was. it was something else. People. If you're listening, do be sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes and SoundCloud or your favorite podcasting app. If you want to drop us a line about anything, feel free to email the show at talkeasypod at gmail.com. 
You can also follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TalkEasyPod. And if you are just tuning in for the first time, do be sure to check out other episodes we've done with folks like W. Kamal Bell, Don Cheadle, Amy Nicholson, and many, many more. As always, our beautiful theme music is provided by Vanilla. Our executive producer is David Chen. Graphics by Ian Jones. Illustrations by Krishna. Social media, Maria Mayella. The show is produced and edited by Corey Atad. I'm Sam Fragoso. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week. The Medal of Honor podcast is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. It's a special thing to be a member of Navy Federal because they're a member-owned, not-for-profit credit union that invests in their members with amazing rates and low fees. That's why members earn and save more every year. If you are active duty, a veteran, or have a family member who is a veteran or service member, you're eligible for membership. Become a Navy Federal member today. Navy Federal Credit Union. Members are the mission. Insured by NCUA. Equal housing lender. The tradition of breaking tradition continues with the return of the unconventional awards from T-Mobile for Business at Mobile World Congress. This is an event that celebrates innovators whose bold actions took their industries to new places. If that sounds like you and you're a T-Mobile for Business customer, enter today. If you win, you'll be publicly honored among some of the most influential leaders in industry and me, I'll be there too. Enter now at tmobile.com slash unconventional awards. See you there. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com.